Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Hey. If you listen to this, uh We're a little bit late. Yeah. Um But her. yes. Actually it is kind of a little bit my fault because I kept switching on the places because I wanted to talk about certain places, but I wanted it to be not your typical I mean we're talking about Bobby Mackey's. So that's technically like your typical dark location for this episode, but I wanted to try and dig and find some other places that have like dark backgrounds that some paranormal investigators have gone, and I think I found the crema of the crop. So if you listen to this, actually, it would be Sunday, so hey, Super Bowl. Yeah. Anyway, who's got, who's listening, I'm probably going to go for the Rams just because I want that young coach to to win one. Yeah. Nothing against the Bengals, because one of my favorite wrestlers is from Cincinnati. I know he wants to see a a championship come there. Talk about John Moxley. Yeah. 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 Um, And a football talk, you know, who cares about football if you listen to Paranormal mostly? Uh, Uh. No, no, because a lot of, (laughs) like, our... um, some of the like listeners that are like really into us, right? Because they're into us. You Anyways, um, I always see them posting about football. So Bryce and Jose. Oh yeah. And I don't know who they're for though. Sorry, guys. I know you're probably like, what the fuck? We always post. Well, unless your team is actually in the uh, Super Bowl, you really don't care. Just yeah. Watching I like the, watch. the commercials. So. Yeah. Hopefully they're good this year. Last year I thought they were kind of bland. Hmm. Anyway, um, today's whole episode is on the Devil's Place. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're calling it, the Devil's Place, because it's basically some of the darkest. Like we did portals to hell, but we're um, kind of going more on that in some of the darkest locations, like paranormal people have gone. So places like Bobby Mackey's and Valencia Axe Murder House, and you, even Eastern State Penitentiary, I think would be Devil's Tramping Ground. Yeah, Devil's Tramping Ground, which we're going to talk about because we kind of want to go there, and yeah. it's not that far. Yeah, it, it, we are going to go there. Yeah, at some point this year. Um, I know I've talked to some other paranormal investigators that have gone there, and they seriously don't know what is going on there. So that's kind of interesting. Um, no, but I think I, I seriously found. Um, I have to do more research on it. I had to stop because I I told Isaac like when I was researching, I was like, I don't feel like I I think I need to take a break. Because it is just so intense. And I could just imagine. Put it to you this way. It kind of reminds me of the demon house. But I feel like. I don't know. I don't know why other investigators haven't gone to this location. Um. So yeah. We're going to talk about that. Um. But I think. I guess first we should start with. Uh, Bobby Mackey. Since that is like when you talk about dark places. Um, obviously it's one of the darkest places Ghost Adventures has gone, which I kind of wanted to talk about that. So I was watching when I was researching, I was, uh, watching this video about Bobby Mackey's, uh, Zach Bagans was talking about like his most intense, I think I have it on here. I think I actually like wrote down, um, what he actually said, but, um, 
it made me think of like when I was going over the notes in my head and stuff like that, it made me think of kind of a situation that happened with us while we were paranormal investigating. Um, he said, obviously that house is the most, not house, that place. Mm. Um, see my mind's all on this stinking house <laughs> that's on anyways. Um, so he said that basically, you know, the most, the location that had the most effect on him has been Bobby Mackey's to the point where like they had to return. And he was saying that one of his most intense things that he still, every time he thinks about it, gets chills down his spine um, was when I guess they were having like some kind of where multiple people were there. Um, he oh, yeah. was, um, like mass ghost hunt events. Yeah. He yeah. was in one part and there's other people in another part and they had walkie talkies. Yeah. And, his voice came over and said, guys, be careful. And it was not him, but it was exactly his voice. And it made me think of that one situation at the library where we were investigating when we were part of no quarter. Mm. Um, and all the females, cause I think it was like at that point, cause we have like Melissa there. We had like a bunch of, um, the, basically the whole team there. So there was like five or six females. And we also had like a guest person, um, five or six females and then there was like a good like five six males um anyways so the females went in first and then you guys were gonna go in first or second um all the guys and um there's quite a bit of like psychic and intuitive uh people on the first team and uh we got walkie talkies and i remember there was this one room that obviously was very very dark um and we were going you know we did our whole like investigation where we tried to get you know like people to respond and stuff like that and we went upstairs to this dark room because somebody was getting pulled that way and so we were there and we were just talking and over the walkie you guys heard hey help and it was not any one of us and you guys came rushing in there. I remember we were like, well, what's go, what's wrong? And then like, cause we heard a female and we were like, whoa, what the freak? Yeah. Like all of us are normally were pretty composed on investigations. Like we wouldn't freak out, but that was like intense because, you know, you might hear a whisper or something like that, but to hear an actual voice come through as clear as it did, that was intense. So I could just imagine if it was like a mimic of your voice and you hear and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, at the uh, web library, there was um, three dark entities that were kind of bull- bullying the rest of the entities there. But after some time with me, they no longer uh, haunt that location. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so let's go over the backstory of Bobby Mackey's. Um, I feel like if you're into the paranormal, you've heard of this place, mm. but you may not know the backstory as much. Yeah. I mean, there's there's two main stories that involved, I guess, two people. Mm-hmm. At least the major haunts was uh, Johanna, or Johanna, and the other one. I can't remember the names of the guys that one of them sacrificed his uh, pregnant wife, and the reason why it's supposedly what well, Johanna was because uh, her because it had the the Bobby Mackey's music hall was a like club way back when, and her father killed uh, Johanna's. Uh, lover and his spirit and her she committed suicide or something of the essence mm-hmm. um while they were there and then years later like almost like a full a couple of decades um i forgot the names of the guys you probably yeah yeah i have the yeah. actual backstories but yeah they sacrificed uh, one of the guy's wife to the devil by throwing her head or head 
down a well Ugh. that was used for draining uh, cow's blood. Y- yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so Bobby Mackey's, um, they consider it the most haunted nightclub in America, and it was originally used as a slaughterhouse in the early 19th century. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was later torn down for construction of a roadhouse that took on various names, such as the Brisbane, until Bobby Mackey purchased it in 1978. Um, so this, so a lot of, yeah, before you start on that, I just thought something is like, one question I asked myself beforehand, like, Mm -hmm. who the hell is Bobby Mackey? Like, why is he even rarely known? Like, granted, I know he's, his name was on the club he owns, but apparently he was a country singer, right? Not well known, right? He had a few hits in here and there if you were in the country music, but other than that, no one really knew who the hell he was. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this, a lot of these stories are coming straight from the Travel Channel. They did, like, a blog post, and it was a really good um, article, you know, breaking down Bobby Mackey's and everything. Hmm. Um, So, on the same site in 1850, a large slaughterhouse and meatpacking facility was constructed to serve northwestern Kentucky and nearby Cincinnati, Ohio. In the lowest part of the video, or video, that's weird. Okay. In the lowest part of the building, a well was dug and used to hold the blood, guts, and waste from slaughtered animals. Uh, some re- researchers have speculated that after the slaughterhouse closed in the 1890s, satanic cult activity took place in the building around the well. That would make sense because it's stained mm. with blood. Animals and possibly humans were being slaughtered here for ritualistic purposes during secret meetings. Okay, so here's there's a bunch of lores and legends and stuff like that revolving like the ghost and stuff like that at Bobby Mackey's. But this this tale was about um this guy named Pearl Bryan and it's headless Pearl Bryan in nineteen in eighteen ninety six the murder of oh wait no 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 it's not a dude <sighs> Pearl's Pearl the, the yeah woman. why in the world I say okay sorry this yeah. is. You're not a good out loud reader. No, I don't know why all this stuff is coming up. Sorry, guys. I have been getting messages and stuff all day today, and it's like bits and pieces. It's weird. Okay. Anyways. um, Okay. So in 1896, the murder of a 22-year-old Pearl Bryan, a small town girl from Greencastle, Indiana, made headlines in the region. Pearl's headless corpse was dug in a field less than two miles from the slaughterhouse. Pearl was pregnant and her boyfriend, Scott Jackson, a student at the Ohio College of Dental Surgery, urged her to come to Cincinnati where he could arrange an abortion. What a jackass. Mm. Anyways, Jackson and his roommate, Alonzo Walling, Walling, Alonzo, yeah. Interesting name, Walling, attempted the abortion themselves. That's fantastic. But something went horribly wrong. To cover their tracks, they put Pearl's body in an empty field and surgically removed her head so her body couldn't be identified. They would have gotten away with the cover-up if they haven't left Pearl's shoes on her feet. While on the gallows, waiting to die, Alonzo Walling vowed to haunt the area forever. Pearl's severed head was never discovered, and some have speculated that Jackson had ties to a satanic cult. So the head may have been used in one of the dark rituals held in the basement of the slaughterhouse. Um, And then it goes to talk about prohibition in the mobster years. So the slaughterhouse was demolished in the early part of the 20th century. 
and the lot sat empty until the 1920s when a new building was erected that served as a casino, nightclub, and speakeasy during Prohibition. So I'm sure there's probably murders or stuff like that that happened there. Cause you cheating at cards, eh? Step, step, step. Okay. <laughs> um, when Prohibition ended in 1933, E.A. Buck Bradley bought the building and named it the Primrose. Whoa, whoa, whoa. E.A. Buck Bradley. Yeah. It's a fucking mouthful of a name. Yeah. E.A. <laughs> Buck Bradley. Anyways. After more than a decade of successful operation, his casino caught the attention of Cincinnati mobsters who tried to muscle their way into the operation. When Brady refused to sell, the violence escalated with fighting and threats to customers in the parking lot. Until Buck drew a gun on a mobster named Albert Red Masterson and was charged with attempted murder and left the casino business in 1946. Then there was this, Joanna. So, Forbidden Love and Triangle's Suicide. The building reopened as a nightclub called the Latin Quarter in the 1950s. Joanna, who was said to wear rose-scented perfume, a dance hall girl and the daughter of the nightclub's owner, fell in love with the singer Robert Randall, who performed there. She got pregnant and intended to run off with the younger with the young singer, but her father forbid the romance and used his criminal connections to have the singer killed. When Joanna discovered what had happened, she poisoned her father, then took her own life in the basement of the building. What? Oh, sorry. No, it said, no, Bobby Mackey's full name is Robert Randall Mackey. Yeah, so they were talking about on Ghost Adventures episode, they actually did the, they talked about how uh, Bobby Mackey's mother, at last minute, said she had a feeling the need to change his name, middle name, to Randall, instead of the original name that she thought of, at last minute, which Robble, Robert Randall Mackey, but people, I know Zach was just trying to sell up the story. Well, essentially, he was saying, is Rob, uh, Bobby Mackey a reincarnation of Robert Randall? I'm like, eh, a little oh, far dang. of a stretch. It's a weird coincidence, but yeah. 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 Um, dang. In 1978, after a series of fatal shootings at the rough and tumble nightclub, the local authorities were forced to close the establishment. So then it became Bobby Mackey's. Later that same year, in 1978, a young country singer named Bobby Mackey purchased the building and turned it into the music hall and tavern that still stands today. Paranormal phenomena has has been present since day one, though Bobby himself is a ska- skeptical, which I don't know how you could be skeptical, honestly, after everything no. that you supposedly witnessed. Anyways, he'll admit that he doesn't doubt the word of family members, employees, police officers, and patrons who have experienced strange ex- activity. Both the clergy and psychics have tried to help, but a darker force still seems to ling- linger. Um, okay, so... Also on the article, so it had all the breakdown of all the stories behind it, but they also had um, basically some, like, cue points about the location. So um, here's what they said. So this is, again, from the Travel Channel. Um, There's a lot of speculation that the basement holds the gateway or portal to hell itself, um, reference to the long-abandoned slaughterhouse well. Um, stairs near the well in the old slaughterhouse have been deemed the stairs that lead to nowhere. Phantom footsteps can be heard on stairs. Um, some speculation that spirits can't cross flowing water, which I thought this was interesting. Um, so the rare northern current of the Licking River may be keeping the dark forces trapped inside the building. A uh, former caretaker that lived in the apartments upstairs claims to have been demonically possessed by the spirits 
and his exorcism was performed in the club by the minister. Which, if you ever watched the Bobby Maggie episode, intense. you see him going through it. It's intense. This is my body! And this body is mine! Yeah. yeah, oh man. I remember before, like, I started doing my abilities, and I said, that was the reason why I could not watch. That was, obviously, I think it was Ghost Adventures' first episode, wasn't it? Yes. I have it on here. I gotta look. The first or second. I remember it was like one of the f- yeah. like first, like, yeah. third or three episodes. I think so. Yeah. And like, oh, that was a tough one for me. Mm. Um, but now I can actually, like, I, I watched, I went back and watched it and it's not so bad. Like, I'm, I mean, bad, yes, but like before, like how I would get nauseous and want to throw up when I would see stuff like that because the energy would just be so intense. Mm. I don't get like that anymore. Um, Okay. A patron has experienced uh, suffocating heat, a flying trash can, and a man with a handlebar mustache repeating die game, die game, which is Latin for dying well, dying good in the men's bathroom. You know, that's what I want to understand. So uh, we had talked about doing an episode called Paranormal Wise. And, like, questions that you get about, like, certain things. Like, why are mirrors, like, actual portals? And why is this? And why is that? Mm. And, um, called Paranormal Whys. And, you know, like, why are portals, um, like, why are mirrors portals? But I'm curious as to know why there's, like, most times there's activity in bathrooms. There's, like, I always. Water. Yeah, I guess water. A lot of pipes. Yeah. Um, going on, Bobby's wife claims to have been overcome by the scent of roses in the basement. So if you go back, Joanna's perfume apparently that she would wear would be roses scented. So interesting. You know something weird too? I forget like the second time Ghost Adventures went, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron, uh, talked about what caused his divorce. Uh, his, how his, uh, his wife would have dreams of Bobby Mackey trying to get into their house. Like he was what? outside the window knocking on the glass asking to come in. But he said she said he had like evil eyes or something, mm. and that's what she like, he she told him like we if you keep doing this we can't be together right like Dang. stuff like that and that was like second third season that it went back yeah they yeah. all said that anyways and now yeah. they they never go back in there ever again yeah that's why like the third time they went was the last time they went yeah Ugh. okay um also she's been grabbed around the waist picked up thrown down. Pushed down by a force. Um, she claims that the force looked like Alonzo Walling screaming out, screaming, get out, get out. Um, and she refuses to step foot in there again. Uh, Bobby Mackey claims to be a non-believer, but he did write a song called Joanna about the young girl who committed suicide in the basement. In I think the it's 19- Johanna. Johanna. Yeah, yeah. I probably is Johanna. <laughs> Sorry. Is that someone actually made a dark dubstep version of that song? Really? Oh my god. Johanna. Whatever how it goes. Weird. Yeah. Um, Bobby Mackey's friend Doug Hensley wrote a book called Hell's Gate, which contains the event, which connects the events of the past with the hauntings of the present. It's kind of interesting. I kind of want to mm. read that. Um, historic photos of Pearl Bryan match witnesses' description of the headless ghost turned of the century clothing and photos of Buck Bradley also match. Uh, hot spots include the spotlight room, the catwalk over the stage, the well in the basement, the old china room, and the platform area near the kitchen. Um, apparently, people have also claimed to see ghosts in the big pit 
pitted mirror in the main room. Uh, the club manager claims that on several occasions, she would go through the club and make sure everything is turned off and closed down for the night. Then hours later, she'd find that the bar lights were on. The front doors were unlocked and the jukebox would be playing the anniversary waltz, even though the jukebox was still unplugged and did not contain that song. Well, that's scary. Okay. (laughs) Another club employee has seen a dark, very angry man behind the bar in a spirit who called herself Joanna. Johanna. Uh, She would often speak to him and leave the scent of roses in her wake. Um, Yeah. So Ghost Adventures went there on their first episode, which aired October 17, 2008, and then returned in season four, episode three, October 1st, 2010. Um, apparently, there was some controversy, though, by the paranormal team TAPS. I think that's Ghost Hunters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they basically went there and it caused a whole bunch of things because they basically said, you know, there's nothing here. We don't see what's going on. You know, like we didn't have the same experience as Ghost Adventures and stuff like that. So. But it wasn't even, it wasn't even like ghost adventures like Zach and Aaron and Nick at the time. I mean, the crew would experience stuff too. It wasn't even just them. Yeah. Yeah. One of the many places we are going to investigate. Yep. Because I actually found out that it's not that too expensive to investigate. And, uh,. Zach was saying, too, it wasn't just, like, physical attacks that they would get, but it was mental. And then it was also, um, like, spiritual. And he said that was one of the, like, places that a lot of shit would follow them home. So, yeah. And he he said in the video, because I think it was when Discovery Plus, like, started coming out, and they asked him about it. And he made, like, a video, like, responding to his most intense. Because, obviously, he's been to a lot of intense places. And I'm sure there's probably places they went to that aren't even, like, shows that they weren't even aired. Um, But, yeah, he said he will never go back. Never, ever. Never, ever, ever. (laughs) Sorry. Like, Disney Channel singing. Oh. (laughs) Anyway. um, uh, One that... One of these places that's on the dream list, you would say, to investigate just for the fact how it's so freaking far away is Hoska Castle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think we talked about in the Port of the Hell. I don't remember now. I, I think I briefly so. went on to. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's one place that it's like, I once I learned about it, I actually wanted to go just because the fact of what it's, the stories behind it is so much yeah. f- folklore. Anyway, Hoska Castle. Ugh was built in the second half of the 13th century, probably uh, or probably on the orders of the Bohemian ruler Oktak II of Bohemia uh, during his reign of 1253, which was uh, extensive royal states that could be managed. Anyway, uh, during World War II, uh, it was actually occupied by the Nazis uh, during in 19, about 1945. Uh, supposedly, they uh, they did experiments there. Using the occult. Oh my god. Which, that, if you know anything about Hitler, he did have a fascination with the occult because he wanted power to rule the world and all that stuff. So he looked at any strategic thing to help him do that. He actually had an entire division dedicated to that, which, you know, you got, um, was it Hellboy, uh, actually dipped into the idea of that in one of the, the first movie, Hellboy with Ron Perlman. Yeah. Um, and then, 
we call it. They use the same idea story for um, the Red Skull and Captain America. But um, yeah, so apparently they did experiments with that. But apparently the folklore behind Hoska Castle, uh, most specifically uh, the chapel that was constructed over a large hole in the ground that had allegedly a gateway to hell, which uh, was so deep that no one could see the bottom of it. So it was basically a well, it was a pit. Um, anyway, uh, apparently animal-human hybrids were reported to have crawled out of it. A dark-winged, otherworldly creature flew in this vicinity. Uh, legend has it that when it, the construction began in the castle, all of the prisoners that were near mm-hmm. in the prison that were sentenced to death were offered a pardon if they consented to be lowered by rope into the hole. Oh, my gosh. Right? Uh, a report came back on what they saw. Uh, apparently, the first man that was lowered, he began screaming after a few seconds going down. And when they pulled him up, apparently, um, he looked like he aged over 30 years. Right, he had grown wrinkles and his hair was turned white, Dang. and he wouldn't stop screaming until they knocked him out. Uh, <laughs> according to Prague Tourism website, because it's based in Prague, uh, mm. Ukraine area, um, uh, website, the castle is uh, reputed to have various types of ghosts: a bullfrog man, human creature thing, a headless horse, an old woman, as well as remains of demonic beasts who escaped the pit. So that's why the uh, chapel was built on top of it to create some kind of a cap to, and why the castle was built around this pit that they found. They originally used for well water, but then they found it was cursed and whatever like that. So he originally built it around it. That's the folklore behind. They built a castle around the the hole because if you at the deepest part of the castle is where the the well is, the hole is, the pit mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and they the the church built a chapel on top of it because of all the evil things that were flying out of it. That's the folklore behind it, which it technically, I think that story was used as the basis for the exorcism, exorcist origin story. Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be the prequel to the whole entire series where a castle, sorry, a, a chapel was built upon this, um, a place in Africa because, mm-hmm. um, there was some old legend story that when Satan fell from earth or when fell to the earth, he, he landed in Africa, hence why they considered mm-hmm. cursed land, essentially. Mm-hmm. But the place that he landed is where they built the chapel on. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the movie, it goes in more detail and stuff like that. But that's, I think that's what they, they got the idea from Hoska Castle, and they used that same idea for the movie. Kind of correlates. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, a lot of creepy shit happening. And they, they've thrown things down the pit. Nothing's ever, never heard the bottom of it. Dang. Yeah, so I don't know how far down it goes. But it's considerably a portal to hell just because of demonic activity that's been happening around it. Dang. And has there been any like paranormal investigators go? Uh, apparently, Travel Channel. Mm-hmm. I forget what. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, Travel Channel uh, series Legendary Locations covered it <clears throat> way back when. Said to, uh, yeah. And then a Ghost Hunters International went there as well. Um, and I think that show with uh, Jack Osborne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the Hell or something yeah. like that. I think he covered it as well. Did they, I wonder if they found anything. I never watched any footage from it. Yeah. Kind of want to, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, so I'm going to talk about this place. It's a house. And um, I, I randomly stumbled upon it funny enough um i had 
I, I was when I was researching, I kept getting like the same kind of things that we've talked about that, you know, it's on everybody's kind of like paranormal bucket list, like Bobby Mackey's. Um, and I looked up like, you know, like places, but I wanted like to find a place that no one really talks about, but that has like documented like crazy stuff happen. Um, and there is a house, um, and it gives me the demon house vibes. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if Zach Bagans ever want i think he should go i'm curious to see like what he would think going here anyways because i got like uh the vibes like i told you i had to stop researching um i have to be careful sometimes with pictures like i can start chant anyways um it's called willow's weep Uh, okay and it was featured on the show the unexplained on the history channel uh willow's weep is a house located in cayuga indiana indiana Stop. I knew you were going to laugh. Cayuga or Chattanooga? No, Cayuga. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it kind of reminds me of like, I don't know why. Every time I hear that, like the Cayuga, I hear someone go, Cayuga. <laughs> Anyways, okay. The show follows uh, two paranormal investigators. In the episode, it was saying that some consider the house the most evil place in North America. In this show, they go on to describe the house and the backstory. It's referred to, it's referred as Willow's Weep. That's what they call it. And it has been the site of many gruesome murders. Um, in the episode, owner Brenda Johnson ignored the rumors and purchased the house anyways. Um, because of recent events, she decided to call in paranormal investigators. Long story short, because I watched the actual episode, like the beginning part of the episode and she basically wanted to buy the house. She was thinking, ah, uh, you know, all these rumors, there's probably nothing to it. Um, and it wasn't until she started renovating it that she was like, oh, shit, <laughs> what did I get into? Um, so she called in these paranormal investigators. Um, her son was helping remodel and boards would come flying at him. Uh, he was him and her were consistently scratched on the back door slamming uh banging underneath the floors which i thought that was weird as hell um next in the episode they started talking about the gruesome deaths apparently the man that built the house he died in the bathtub there was two suicides and then another hanging three men were poisoned in the house um about six months prior to her buying it there was a suicide the house was built in 1890 um, but here's the creepy, creepy thing. And when they showed the, like, aerial footage, it freaked me out. So, apparently, the house is built in an upside down cross. Like, when you look at the house, it looks like a normal house. But when you do an aerial version, it's an upside down cross. Mm. And I don't know why she was, the owner was thinking, you know what? I just get this house upside down cross whatever like that would be my first sign to be like uh no anyways um so i started doing more research and they started going into some stories and of course it intrigued me when i saw three-year-old gets bit on her face at this house Mm. um apparently oh yeah another really creepy thing 
is oh yeah and by the way the guy before this owner bought the house uh died by hitting this died on this chair by like hitting the chair in a weird way and the chair was still in there like they didn't take the chair out this is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Anyways, um, apparently this has no staircase. The paranormal investigator, like when they were taking the people around to explain things, um, there's no staircase inside the house. The only way into the attic is through an outside window. Um, so there was a crazy account that was told um, to one of the paranormal investigators by a previous owner. Um, they were having a party at the house with friends and family. One of the three-year-old nieces were there, and they saw her waving at the window. Um, and they said, who are you waving at? And she said, oh, the little girl in the window. And obviously, they didn't see it. They were like, what little girl? Whatever. Um, later on in the party, she ended up having a random bite, mar- bite mark on her face. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I couldn't find, like, I don't know, they said they investigated the house, but there was no, like, footage of them investigating the house. Now, there is footage of people walking through the house, and there really wasn't, like, a conclusion, if that makes sense. Hmm. So, I don't know if, I don't know, I don't know what's going on there, like, it's too intense, like, to go in there, or what? Seems like a place we need to go. Yeah. Because apparently everyone that like lives in there ends up dead. You okay there? No, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um but yeah. And like me, like what like looking at it, like I was getting ready to hit that footage to look inside the house. But and there's something I mean they said that obviously the owner died in the bathroom, but I got something with the bathroom mirror. Like that there's something with that bathroom mirror. And that's what I'm saying. Like, what the heck is up with bathrooms? I guess, like you said, the condo and the water. But, like, why? Like, even here, like, the bathroom is a weird spot. Uh, Side story. Uh, Not to go off on a tangent or side thing to derail the episode. But um, speaking of such which, uh, only one time ever, I think I was taking a shower and I heard a bang at the door, the bathroom door. Oh, yeah. I remember this. This was an intense... (laughs) <laughs> which I thought it was you or Killian because yeah. Killian likes to run at the door and hit it or something. Um, and there was no answer. I was like, what do you want? Or like, what, what, you know, nothing. I was like, and then I reached my hand out of the shower thinking, could it be something else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lo and behold, my hand started charging yeah. uh, like severely my right hand, which tells me something dark. Um, you know, if you know anything about my ability, if you listen to episodes up to this point, you know that I, it didn't stand a chance yeah. to me ripping off the plane. But um, if you're, this is your first episode listening to us, going, what the hell is he talking about? I have a whole episode to it. Go back and listen. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was that was intense because that's the first time anything's ever made that much noise or got that close without me knowing beforehand that it was there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, really? bathrooms in itself, I think water and it's conduit or something yeah. all together. So hopefully we could do that episode soon and like break down like just paranormal questions that kind of get raised. Like, because I know like researching, because obviously. Um, we haven't been to too many haunted locations like Bobby Mackey's or any place like that. Well, widely known haunted yeah. places. But you know what? I have a thing too with like these dark locations that are super popular, like Bobby Mackey's and what's another Valencia Axe Murder House and what's another one? Lizzie Borden. Lizzie, like all of those, I Conjuring, Amityville, um, yeah. 
those kind of ones like i feel like i hate to say it and i'm probably gonna get some but i feel like there are so many people like you had to think from the time the conjuring house like allowed paranormal investigators they're booked out for years right literally for years like people to stay there and it's a paranormal investigation creme of the creme kind of thing um i just feel like it's like drained uh, is the best way to put it like yes and no um with haunted locations like that we we've been to one place in particular multiple times Mm -hmm. each time he went there was activity right and it's also a park so he had countless people go through granted unbeknownst to them that place is actually haunted at night and stuff like that um but i think people bring energy Mm -hmm. enough for these entities to feed off energy hence why the place is still haunted and stuff like mm-hmm. that they have feed off the energy of the people that consistently go there and, and communicate over and over again from the dark ones to the light ones right they're feeding off the energy of the people that are there yeah and that's how they consistently stay there right that's mm-hmm. well, that's my theory but at when we've seen it in in firsthand like us go to multiplications without me clearing much space and stuff like that stuff comes back or stuff's still there mm-hmm. because the energy that's i just being fed there feel like I don't know how to describe it. Like, certain places. Like, okay, you take Bobby Mackey's, right? Is, okay, how many paranormal teams go there? Especially ghost adventures. Ghost hunters. Places like that. And. I don't know. I just feel like. Because I know I've talked to some people that have been to Bobby Mackey's and said, oh yeah, it's been intense. Um, And then others. Because I, I, there was like a couple YouTube people that i watch like youtube paranormal investigators you know the ones that go (gasps) you know like those like the ones that have like 1.6 million followers and it's just like a vlog it's a group of guys yeah Yeah. um and it's not like they're investigators but they're not like like the nitty-gritty ones Mm. you know what i mean like the true true and you get what i'm you get what i'm saying right yeah like it's hard they do other stuff to get them the 1.6 million followers and then they dabble in paranormal locations if you know what i mean yeah anyways um they went and actually replayed the exorcism footage where the guy was in the bobby mackeys i don't know i just feel like it's it's something that i feel like it goes from paranormal location to amusement location that makes sense no you're not you're not wrong but um, like, like, obviously, I mean, he's Bobby Mackey's making a lot of money from this. Yeah, I mean, you got you got what I call it called clout chasers, right? They're just mm-hmm. doing it for amusement and stuff like that. Um, but it's something you that I it took me a while to understand why mm-hmm. why us more than most other paranormal teams out there mm-hmm. how we can go to the same location multiple times and always get something mm-hmm. and if you go like uh, a paranormal a team can go to one location the same place three times and the first night hey they might get something second night nothing at all third night maybe a little bit something yeah um not every single time a paranormal mm-hmm. team goes to a location they're going to get something mm-hmm. and that's time and place and that's what's different from our team from any other because i think it's because we have so many psychics on the team yeah that we I attract think- so much activity yeah. to us yeah, and I think that's important because I, um, like, I know, I forgot where, but I remember um, someone, I don't know who it was, but someone was saying, like, uh, Jade from Ghost 
Club Paranormal mm. says that whenever they're with her, they always get paranormal evidence because she attracts paranormal <laughs> stuff. I just thought I said, now we're getting business for psychics that join paranormal teams. Just said the fact yeah. that you might get paranormal activity if you yeah. have a psychic on your team. No, it's yeah. because, it, you know, they act as a beacon, you know? Yeah, because spirits want and, to communicate. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, the good spirits want to communicate and the evil ones just want to be like, I'm going to fuck shit up, you know? Yeah. Oh, she's psychic. Let me get at her. Okay, but anyways, moving on, because yeah. that was a little bit of a tangent. That was just my opinion, because when I was researching these places, I'm like, God, like, how many paranormal teams have been there? And, you know, and sometimes locations won't allow you to cleanse, so, I mean. Well, uh, when I, places like that, I mean, granted, Ghost Adventures put Bobby Mackey's on the map when yeah. it comes to a hotspot location. Granted, yeah. other locations like that, and a lot of paranormal teams that are just starting out want to cut their teeth. Essentially, in a place that's well known like that. Yeah. Grant, as so do we. But, yeah. You know, we have alternate motives. And at other locations like Linda Vista Hospital and other places like that, they are known for being haunted. Granted, there have been people who've gone there and got nothing. Yeah. And a paranormal team comes in this, the next night and you get a whole bunch of shit. It just, when you're, you don't, technically, when you don't have, I guess, my, my theory is a, this amount of psychics on one team, you're not going to get everything every single time you go. Yeah. And you you just made a luck of the draw if you just go in there to collect evidence and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's what I think yeah. about that. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> okay. So moving on to a North Carolina location that we have talked about going, um, and I've talked about about it a little bit on our Instagram um, on places, but it is the Devil's Tramping Ground. So or Devil's Circle Pit. Yeah, yeah. Circle Pit. This. No, no, never mind. <laughs> never mind. I was going to go somewhere, but never mind. <laughs> it right. started and stopped. Whatever. Okay. I don't know what. Okay. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so the Devil's Tramping Ground is exactly what it sounds like. Um, the legend and lore is that it's a barren circle um in the middle of Bear Creek, North Carolina in the woods. In the woods. In the woods. Um nothing grows. And um rumors, nothing grows tall. There's yeah. grass in there, but it's very short. Yeah. Um, but it's but like no it's, trees, it's no a clear, flowers, no yeah. nothing. It's a clear barren circle. Like yeah. I mean when you see pictures of it you could see there's like nothing. Yeah. Um and I, they say that's like where the devil can like summon through and like come and do his bidding here on earth. As supposedly um, that he he Rides a circle because he dances around it. Yeah, walks around it, paces, and does all that jazz. Yeah. Um. There's been some people that have wanted, like, that have camped in the circle, and when they woke up, their stuff and themselves were outside of the circle. Uh, pets don't like going near it. They yelp, dogs, stuff like that. Um. There's been a couple paranormal teams that have tried to kind of like figure out what is going on. Um, with that, and they don't really have an answer for it. Um, and, you know, like, if you put stuff, objects in the middle, it ends up outside. And, um, I don't know. I remember reading some, somewhere a long time, it was, like, digging, even before the podcast, because the Devil's Tramping Ground, if you're from North Carolina or grew up in North Carolina, you have heard of it. Like, um, I remember there was even, like, a passage about it on, like an end of the year test like you I'm know s- the reading comprehension ones well i i didn't go to school in north carolina but yeah. i'm assuming 
it's the same. Grand Texas had their own folklore stories of haunting stuff like that. The most intense one was um, trying to find the house that the real life Texas Chainsaw murders happened at. Was the dare amongst those high schoolers to try to find? Dang. <laughs> Dang. Ugh. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So I believe it's like three hours away from us. It's not super far. Yeah. So. We can do that. Yeah, it'd yeah. be interesting. To, I wonder if we could like live stream us camping out there. That would be freaking scary. Oh my gosh! I don't want to camp in the woods in for general. numerous things, but one being uh, bugs. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, could you imagine that? It just gives me Blair Witch vibes, and I'm not for it. Mm. But that would be intense. I bet you a lot of people were like, "Let's check it out." I would be scared to watch that. <laughs> yeah. There's certain places. That, have you ever stumbled upon a live and you've been like, I kind of don't want to watch how this goes. And <laughs> you exit out. Like there was, I forgot who it was. They were in the middle of the woods and it just looked so like weird. And I was just like, you know what? I can't, I gotta get out of here. So I stopped watching. It was some paranormal team. They were investigating like this wooded area and it just looked sketchy as hell in bad vibes. And I was like, don't go in there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's definitely a place we want to go and see just to, because obviously with us being psychics or being, having psychic, you know what I'm trying to say, yes. having abilities and they're, you know, all different abilities. So going there and just seeing what is, I think that's a lot of what people, especially in these dark places, um, paranormal teams and stuff, they just want to go there and see that see what's going on especially if you love like the paranormal you kind of you know it's as a hotbed or whatever oh back to the weeping willow sorry i forgot or the willowing weep or whatever it's called sorry yeah um willows weep sorry yeah (laughs) um they think there's a i forgot who was saying this but somebody was saying that they actually think that the house itself entraps demonic entities yeah we need to go there yeah yeah Yeah. so that's interesting um which i thought was i don't know i just yeah but also um you probably have already no this um another one another place before i guess get my final theories and all that yeah um conclusion yeah um this wednesday Coming up, uh, we have a bonus episode with Mike from War Party Paranormal. Yeah. Um, and one of the places that he's gone to, granted, I'm just going to give a brief thing on it, but mm-hmm. uh, the Devil's Tree. And that's the one in Florida, not the one in New Jersey, because yeah. there's two. Yeah. I don't know which one was the first. But uh, suppose the Devil's Tree um, that, uh, is where gruesome murders happened uh, by one individual, and uh, a lot of satanic stuff has happened since then. Around it, people offering things to it and stuff like that just created like evil. So much that psychics, especially the one on his team, doesn't like going near it. Mm-hmm. And the psychic they asked to come also was afraid to go near it as well. Yeah. Or even touch the tree that we with. Mm. Um, but we go more, me and him talk about that more in that bonus episode. So yeah. listen to that. Also, um, yeah. But, uh, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought for a second. Anyway, back to what I was saying. <laughs> um, advice I would give to first-time paranormal investigators. 
And he, he briefly touched on this too in the episode. And I think I agree with it. When you're starting out, you want to click something. You want to get something on camera. You want to get a voice. You want to see a apparition. You want to catch something that no, a lot of people do catch normally all the time. Mm-hmm. So they provoke. Mm-hmm. If you're going to poke a bear, you better have a gun. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're going into locations that are known to be dangerous, places like mm-hmm. this, touched by the devil, the devil's places, do not do such if you do not have a weapon to defend yourself and if, if you get attacked. Yeah. Granted, every, our team has me, which nothing's mm-hmm. ever attacked us since I've been around. I think to... But to other paranormal investigators, have some kind of protection. Have something that will protect you from attack. Because if you're messing with something that dark and that evil in a place like that that's known for dwelling and feeding off it, mm-hmm. and you come in there thinking you're big and bad with no form of protection, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. yeah. And I can tell you right now, just from like being a psychic, um, I have talk to a lot of paranormal investigators who have dark attachments because of that because of provoking and because of um and you think of zach okay you take zach from ghost adventures right oh he bugged the bear too many times yeah yeah and i'm sure he probably has um you know people that he knows psychics that he knows that could help him cleanse but if you're just like, I mean, especially if you're going there with no wearable prote- protection, nobody that you could reach out to, because some people don't even know they have a dark attachment, but eventually years after years after years, it gets worse and worse and worse. Um, I mean, yeah. Well, that's why he wears glasses now. Prism lends glasses because his eyesight was ruined by a demonic attack. In the demon house. In the demon and house. that house, the the weeping willow, or willow's weep. I don't know why I can't. The weeping willow. I don't the know song. Why I, really? Yeah. Hmm. Or some something else that I know it from. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. I know the whomping willow from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, and I get, I don't know why he hasn't gone. Like, the History Channel went there. But I don't know. I don't know why. Was it the history? I don't know what I'm talking about now. I'm just going. Rambling. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, today has been like weird, 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 weird with stuff. Like earlier today, like I'm getting the, the, the what and the who's, but I'm not getting the why's, if that makes sense. Like today I started smelling like it's, there's no explanation as to why I was smelling it. There was no chemicals. There was nothing to explain what I'm smelling. But I smelled like that. You know the hospital when you walk into a hospital, a distinctive like clean smell, like the cleaner they use and like the latex gloves and all of that, the disinfectant. I kept smelling that. It smelled like a hospital. And I was like, I don't know who I need to tell this to. Like, what does the hospital have to do? And I kept smelling it. It was like weird. It was like at the kitchen window. Mm. And I was like, why do I keep smelling that? And then I keep getting an urge to contact people, but I don't know why I'm contacting them. If that makes sense. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> part of being having abilities. Yeah, but I think one of the final things I have to say about devil's places and stuff like that, anything mm-hmm. that usually a location has heavy demonic activity, is touched in a certain way that keeps things there, dark entities, mm-hmm. without being forced to leave of any kind, because they've tried multiple times. 
to bless Bobby Mackey's. And oh, really? Yeah. They tried? A couple, many times already, like three times already. It hasn't stuck, you Didn't would say. Bishop Long went there and he tried, but he was interrupted by, I think it was Zach being mildly possessed at the time. Dang. Had to and stop. if you haven't, uh, haven't checked out, he has like uh, a TikTok and everything. Bishop uh, James Long. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, places like that, that's the um, reason why I say to not choose places like that to investigate first. Choose somewhere that you can get communication, speak to speak to the spirits and stuff like that without having to play with fire, essentially. Yeah, because I feel like there's places that have high levels of activity, but doesn't necessarily have to be the devil's place in a sense. So I know I talked about the bonus episode for Wednesday. Which is, a, like I said before, which was War Party Mike from, uh, we call him War Party Mike. It's Mike from War Party Paranormal. Yeah. Um, so next week, uh, something I suggested because mm-hmm. I felt compelled to, I guess. Yeah. Um, is paranormal in stones or also objects like talismans and, um, not altars, something, but Why ta- you get an altar? Trying to think of something else. Like amulets? Well, amulet. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Like uh tamlet, talismans and amulets, right? And yeah. they're specific. It's also how the power of stones work and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I in that that correlation of different odds, stuff like that. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get this out just in case someone's listening. Uh so I keep getting uh an oval pill, specifically blue, and a doctor with glasses. So if that resonates with anybody, uh, I guess messages. <laughs> I don't know why that's coming up. I don't know what that is. My eyeball keeps twitching because I, I keep tired. seeing you. Like your face keeps morphing into this other guy's last name Coleman, like Doctor Coleman. Mm. And it's like I keep seeing like a blue pill. The pill has like a line in the middle of it. Hope that resonate with somebody. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know. So I guess I'll be asking. Before on. Megan channels more things. <laughs> <laughs> Gives you a full-fledged session to whoever needs. Yeah. But, yeah. So look forward to the next episode next week. Um, and we actually are probably, after we record next episode, I'll announce who our next bonus episode is with. Because that's going to be uh, particularly interesting. And I'm excited about it because that was a cool interview I did. But, yeah. So look forward to next week. Um, also, uh, as I was saying, next week we get a bonus episode, and then uh, the following Friday, um, hopefully on time this time, uh, we'll be on stones and and uh, haunted uh, using of, of of objects and stuff like that for uh, involving the paranormal. But um, so look for that. Always, guys, you can catch our social media at uh, Hidden the Shadows on Instagram, uh, Hidden the Shadows podcast on Instagram, Hidden the Shot Six on Twitter, Hidden the Podcast Two on TikTok. Or links to all of social media and everywhere you can listen to us at HiddenTheShadowsPodcast.com. Also, have links to our merch store so you can get stuff from there. Um, but as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. Yes. <laughs>